wanted to give a quick uh, heads up for you guys. There are parts of this episode where my audio is sounding very robotic. Uh, I try to work around as much as possible, but it's still going to be there. So I apologize profusely, but um, the episode is still great other than that. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, yeah, I'll have a large extra butter popcorn, and she'll have snow caps. Really? Snow caps? They taste like cardboard. Okay. Come along, it's time for you to listen to this review from DC to MCU and Star Wars. Rundown Reviews. Rundown Reviews. Rundown Reviews. Uh, so let's go ahead and start out this this episode of Rundown Reviews. I'm your host, Joe. As always, got my ho- my co-host Ron over here. Hey, everybody! And we've got two special guests today. Uh, it's been a while since both of them have been on. Uh, I was hoping this was going to be better movie choice for both of them. Um, it's not for one of them, but uh, we'll get into that here later on. So first up, Chuck from can I can I say Elite Eight? I mean, yeah, By I the mean, time this let's comes let's out, let's the show's it. gone. Yeah, yeah, but the show true. will still have its backlog, so they can go back and listen. I mean, that's a good point. That's true. If you want to head over to the archives at uh, professionalcasual.com and check out the what was Elite Eight Showdown, the uh, eight subject bracket elimination tournament show uh, that nobody listened to and we canceled it um, solely <laughs> and specifically nobody else's fault. I tried to save it. I tried Perfect. to give you money and save listen, it. You gave me money and you're never getting it back, buddy. I explained <laughs> that to you a long time ago. That's fair. Yep. I did, did want it back. I. I did it for the friendship. That, uh, <laughs> dumb, stupid. That I was know. First mistake. And well, also, understand. he's used to having contractually obligated friends. So, here, if he gave you money, you'd have to give true. him something. That's true. true. We had we had a friend like that. So, I figured if it worked for him, right? Oh, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so also with us from Wreck My Podcast, which is also taking a hiatus. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Because they, they can't do anything without Big Chuck's approval. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they started a segment called uh, I'm Sorry. We started a, a segment yep. called You're Welcome. You know, we just, <laughs> it's like poetry. It just bounces off each other. <laughs> We've got Jordan. I never said your name. It's Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. If, here, people, if uh, people know, Colt 45 works every time. Yeah. Jordan over here. So, got a quick question. I know for one of them, um, Obviously, this I've seen this movie hundreds of times. Ron, you've seen this movie before. Nope, never seen it. Never heard of it. I didn't even cool. know what it was. Jordan, you've seen this movie before. Only one time before this, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're alluding to the fact that uh, one person doesn't like this movie. Uh, there might be two. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think Chuck and I are going to gang up on you guys. Maybe okay. Right now. I don't well, really hold on now. gang up. Yeah, no, it's gang up on me. Um, <laughs> there you go. There we go. Uh, and then, Chuck, this is your first time watching it. Yeah, I have never seen this movie. What? In the history of my life, I've so, survived 34 winters, and I've never seen this movie. I think it because it had been so memed out of, like, oblivion that I, I just... It, there was nothing about it that I cared for. I don't like Jack Nicholson as a person or as an actor or as an existence on this planet. I'm not a huge... Uh, I always want to say Keanu Reeves. No. Uh, Kevin Costner guy. He's the guy who plays Batman? Nope, Which one Michael Keaton. 
Michael Keaton. So I always confuse Kevin Costner and Michael Keaton. How? <laughs> I don't know, man. They both have names. I like it's, <laughs> it's the hard K sound. It's that yeah, it's that hard K sound. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Wait, the oh Val Kilmer. I also confuse I always throw Val Kilmer in there too, because he also was Batman in the one good Batman movie I've ever watched. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah you told me that that forever was Batman, the first Batman you watched. Yeah, Batman Forever was like my first introduction to the Bat film. Universe. Duology, yeah, yeah, the B, the BFU, or quadrology, will. however you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, that um, that one's the um, Riddler and Two Face one, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I was very nervous and hesitant because I knew this was going to look aged. I also don't like Tim Burton. Not any oh, real reason. Okay. I just don't care for his aesthetic. You mean like stealing other people's stuff and calling it a Yeah, own? pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, mainly. Um, wow. <laughs> there's nothing about Tim Burton that has actually ever interested me as a director or creator. You or... don't like people with scissors for hands? What's wrong with you, man? Oh, <laughs> man. There's one thing that Tim Burton had that interested me. and um, Helen Bottom Jeff, Carter. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Um, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> so I was I was very hesitant, but I was optimistic. I was like, all right, maybe I will appreciate this. I did appreciate the absolute fever dream that was Batman 66, so probably I might like this. I was wrong. <laughs> Interesting. This falls in that so, weird like area of the spectrum, right? Like you have like Sirius over on one side, you have Camp over on the other, and it sits right in the middle it's got its ass right on the pole of the fence and that's not a good position to be in not no. comfortable at all and that's what's weird it's like it's tim burton you think it would be a little bit crazier than it is but it's almost like they tried to ground it too much and you're just like this is no man's land right but this now. is also tim burton's like early years like he hadn't gone full in on johnny depp in all of his films and hadn't gone full i mean it's it's dark it's weird but like it's not beetlejuice you know it's I, not actually. It is Beetlejuice. He just plays Batman this time. Anyway, <laughs> but the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, when he's right, he's right. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think that's my biggest frustration is like I couldn't figure out what the tone of this movie was supposed to mm -hmm. be. Were they, they trying to be campy? Were they trying to be dark? And you, the comic book guy, was this a reflection of the comics during this time? So '89 in the yes in the '80s, like comics got uh, DC in general started taking a darker tone um, after Crisis on Infinite Earths. It, it it was showing like, oh no, we're going to show more realism in these these characters. Um, and this is also coming off the heels of, you know, Superman 77 and the success that that had. Uh, I, I mean, Superman itself was, was obviously in a lighter tone, but I think according to some of the trivia, they were trying to not, like, do a light tone, but they were trying to get a lot of the same elements that Superman had, um, which obviously they weren't paying too much attention because three and four were just shit. But um, oh, so Superman, they went away from that. You mean of Superman, of Superman or of Batman? Yeah, of Superman. Superman. Okay. Here's, here's no, my question so, for you. In in comics though too, was this the first time they ever did a black Batman suit? Was like he's still the gray and purple in the comics at this time, or like when did that transition happen? Eighty nine, he was gray and blue. Okay, so this was like 
now you know the comics and the movies or even just gray and black him yeah. to be in like the full black get up and all that like that's what we know batman as now yeah in the 90s like mid 90s he changed um after he came back once bane broke his back he came back with a all dark suit mm-hmm. and basically this suit okay so yeah, he um, couldn't move his neck in the co- comics either i mean who needs no? a neck it's all good. You got millions of dollars. What's going on over there? <laughs> I will definitely say I. So it's been at least easily a decade since I've seen this. I did Long. not remember that cowl being as thick, right? rubbery as I as I remember. The I first get... time I saw it on the screen, I'm just like, "What were they thinking when they made it six inches thick?" Yeah, every... I he couldn't. Looks, I... He looks generally uncomfortable. Yeah, like oh, I, he, my, I'm pretty sure he was. Thought, my thought was just like. How there's no zipper on the back. Like, are they like creating this around his body every day? Like, how are they getting him in this? Yeah, well, because in in Batman Returns, it's rubber that he rips off, and you can tell it's like bad. But I think it what is is the cowl itself and the the symbol is all one piece that just goes over his head, and then they like glue it down or lots of lube. Yes, that too. Really, yeah. But no, he was also said that he couldn't hear. So half the time when he's in the suit and he's doing the scene, he has no idea what his lines because wait, wait. he can't hear what they're saying. Let me get this right. Batman can't hear. Yes. I think they really, really misnamed him. <laughs> Take it up with Bob Kane and Bill Finger. I'm going to dig him up for sure. Get yeah. Bill Finger. <laughs> okay. I, I want to go by Willy Finger, but I want to uh, get obviously. I want to get yeah, I want to get the, the one good thing I want to say about this movie out there. One first. good thing. OK, one, maybe maybe I have more good things. But the, the main thing I thought was I do think the music is really good. Every time I, I mean, hear that Prince. main theme, I'm like, and yeah, Danny Elfman. I, I oh, yeah, that. Danny Elfman. Well, the, and that's I dig that. That's the other fun thing is because the Batman uh, animated adventures, the animated series mm-hmm. lifted it from I mean, it was Danny Elfman doing that series as well it's it's the same music so as the as the theme is playing all i'm seeing is the animated series credits rolling and batman chasing after those two guys on the rooftops because i watched that for majority of my life hey and then what happens at the beginning of the movie batman chases two dudes onto a rooftop exactly oh yeah there you go connections the, <laughs> you know what too wait till so we get to the talking cookout. about music I really dug that there were like a random Prince song break in there, but like it didn't fit with the movie at all. It Prince, went from, it went from like I'm watching Batman to like TMNT two, right? <laughs> like what is <laughs> happening? Right? Like, it was such a jarring transition. Which, if that was the tone of the whole movie, I think I would have loved it. If that was like the tone okay. of the whole movie. <laughs> well, and that's it's funny that you say that because it was when that moment happened that I just went, all right, I'm done. Like I, I'm, <laughs> tapped out, I'm tapped out of it. I was like, yeah. what, like, what is the theme that they're trying to fit here? They were trying to explain to you that the town needed an enema. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was right. all a bunch of shit. Wow. <laughs> um, no, about like Prince was, I liked the choice of Prince as the, the music, as the, I guess all the music that he did on this, because it's all the whole soundtrack is just him, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but I also like Prince. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I I definitely agree with you. There were times when it just was weird, like when when Joker pops up in the museum and his one buddies or the one henchman has got the boombox. Lawrence. Just, hmm. His name is Lawrence. Was that one Lawrence? 
Yeah, because he's like, uh, music, or uh, set the mood, Lawrence, or something like that. Okay. Like, it was just weird. And then Bob was his BFF. Bob was the one that, I, I feel bad for Bob. Yeah, I feel like, bad for Bob, too. He's his number one guy. Come on. Yeah, but we um, saw what happened when the Joker was, uh, what's his I know, number one you guy, never so. want to be a number one guy. But uh, Bob was one of those that, all he did everything that Joker asked. And Joker still just killed him in the end, which I know me knowing a, being a comic book guy, I know never to really be, if I was to be a henchman, never be Joker's henchman because he will kill you just as soon as look at you. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I felt bad for Bob. You as the comic book guy, do you think this was a accurate and good portrayal of Joker in this era? For what I know of the 80s Joker, yes. Mm-hmm. Now... It, I mean, but wasn't this just Jack Nicholson being himself with face paint? Pretty much, it seemed like. <laughs> that's what that's what it felt like. It felt like I was watching anger management, and Adam Sandler was going to be underneath the bat cowl. Right <laughs> yeah, he should have he should have picked up an axe at one point just to bring it all around. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I actually did like. I did like. Again, Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker isn't really a portrayal. It's just him doing the same shtick he does in every movie. But I feel like it fit well for the Joker because he does just seem like this manic crazy person even in his normal roles like what bucket list like I'm like this dude seems like he's up to something like he's gonna kill it's someone he's always like, like yeah so I think that, they didn't even have to do prosthetics for his face in that did you know <laughs> no not at all that's just how his face looks <laughs> I haven't seen as many uh, Jack Nixon movies that apparently you guys have and the ones I have seen, I don't remember. Like, I've seen Anger Management, I've seen but it's something. been like 20 years. Every every single Jack Nicholson movie over here, even the one where it's just a, a shot of him at a Lakers game for three hours. Great movie. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll definitely say one of the down parts of this movie was the CGI didn't oh really hold up. You mean like when Batman's standing on the uh, top of the building and he goes like the little the black shadow, smudge? Just, yeah, like, was that animation speed. or stop motion? What was that? It looked, uh, it looked so weird. Definitely wasn't good. Uh, no. But then, like even even like the cityscape on a couple scenes looks okay, but, off. Real quick, looking yes. back at eighty nine, like, eyes when it first came out, was that spectacular? Was that like a really revolutionary way of looking at things? I mean, like for eighty for nineteen eighty nine, yes. Okay, but it's uh, but you're also in the thinking 70s, we had Star Wars. Yeah, eighty three had Star Wars, and that had some of the best. But that's the other thing; it took it went with a lot more practical in Star Wars with minimal CGI. This one right. uh, had a fair amount of CGI, but stuck practical for most of it. Um, okay, so over at Elite Showdown, we have this thing called the Spawn Cape Continuum. Do you think that that looks as good now as Spawn's cape does from Spawn now? It's also been a long time since I've seen Spawn, which is coming right. up on the list. If you go back and look at that cape now, what was supposed to originally be revolutionary for its time and everybody like lost their mind. But Spawn was what, was? 96? 95? Well, I want to say 95. person who usually looks it up is going to be his cat. So, uh... <laughs> Oh no! There we go. Oh yeah. Okay. It. <laughs> oh, it's just yeah. He's not even has to look it up. He just literally has the DVD just sitting right there. That's so funny. Why would he not? Why? Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's why. That's why Ron is my actual best friend. I see how this. Let's see. Uh, ni- Holy shit! Was it really ninety-seven? Really? Oh, wow. That's pretty late. So Damn. like, but hmm. when that when that dropped, when that movie dropped, the cape was the greatest 
Yeah, uh, the cape. I from what I can remember, that cape was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right, but you this is also it looks like the water from Morrowind, like from Elder oh, wow. Scrolls Three Morrowind. It looks atrocious. It's very bad. But I would argue that this CGI from like '89 somehow holds up a little bit better, even though it was bad. I don't oh, it's because the it's because the film texture itself is grittier, so you don't actually see the details, so it works <laughs> out. Yeah, kind of. it's a DC movie, so you know it was darker already. So you know. That's true. They automatically just knock it down five percent. You know. Anyway, <laughs> I was talking about. I had my my tint up high on this thing. Was that so you could actually see what was going on? Yep. Uh, no, actually, it's because I was watching Stranger Things the other day and still can't see what's going on in the in the water because that's too damn dark. Uh, maybe it's just hey, the eighties. How about some of us are uh, like only four episodes in? So shut the fuck up. I said uh, water. There's there's water everywhere. Nope. That's it. I can't watch it now. Thanks. Cool. Way to go. Great. Is, it the, same, is it the same water from that new Avatar movie everyone's freaking out about, too? Oh, fuck that movie. Wait, are they making never... a, uh, a new uh, Airbender oh, movie? Yeah. They, no. the oh, yeah, they are, eventually. The, beginning of, uh, the, movie came, or the preview came out at the beginning of um, Doctor Strange, and yep. I saw it, and, like, I, I've heard people were freaking out about it. I'm just like, this movie. <laughs> I like, never watched the terrible. first one. I don't care. Yeah, Are you talking about the one that M. Night Shyamalan did? No, stop it. Because that one was really bad. I only watched a little bit of it, and then I took the DVD back to Redbox. <laughs> no, we're talking about the blue people. Yeah, oh, yeah, that people. one was also not anything that I was... I, I was expecting to have a whole lot more going for it for the hype that it had. I'll say am, this. The rides in Disney World are amazing. That's the I, most Avatar thing I'll ever do. I bet that in in 20 years, 25 years from now, there'll be some other podcast talking about the Avatar continuum as we are talking about the Spawn <laughs> Cape continuum. So, All right, let's let's move on then. Um, is there any – Chuck, you got a scene you, you, uh, you liked? Credits. Cool. <laughs> Dude, yep. Chuck, no, they just saw that coming. They, they gave you an amazing line in this. The if you want to, if you want me to pose nude, you'll need a long lens. I mean, I'm gonna always use that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So super fair. Uh, well, don't long lenses really have the microscopic? Uh... <laughs> yeah. that, that's why it's funny. <laughs> so I, I do, I did appreciate a lot of the fight scenes for what they were. Um, because it felt like a choreographed Batman fight, if that makes sense. <laughs> See, the funny thing about that is I was actually going to shit on the fight scenes. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, well, like, when he's fighting the dude with the swords, and the dude's yeah. like, he, the dude that's swinging the swords around for himself literally has no skill at all. He literally looks like my kids when they were, like, seven years old trying to fight against me. Like, just, like, throwing his I arms mean, around. the bad thing is it was, an, I think he was, like, the only Asian uh, henchman. That dude was white. There's no mm. way that dude was Asian. Looked Asian to me. <laughs> he had sunglasses on, and he had like Joe doesn't no... see race. Okay. He... Yeah. 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 <laughs> he doesn't. Anyway, everybody's Asian. Yeah. Get canceled. Cool. So, uh... Joe's going on hiatus with us. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll just go back to my other show. <laughs> so I got two of them. Um. Let's see here. What else we got going on? Um, we had the bad guy from Tango and Cash. Oh, um, uh, uh Jack Lance. 
Grisham. Grisham. Yeah, the, the like mob leader. I, I was pretty sure that a couple years before this movie came out, uh, Tango and Cash took him out. So I'm not sure how that works canonically. Well, he also, Bill, uh, Bill and Crystal took him out uh, in City Slickers. I think City Slickers he was died. after this, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but so. So he's, di- he's died in three movies that we know of. What? Gotcha. Apparently he can't die. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So why did they name it Axis Chemicals instead of Acme? I feel like you have the rights to Batman. Why aren't you just using every like, namesake? Don't know if they had the rights to Acme. Oh, because Looney Tunes because, was still holding on to that. Correct. Okay. Even, even though they're both Warner Brothers. I, the one thing I do know about Warner Brothers is that they have no idea what the fuck they're doing with yeah. their um, rights. Mm-hmm. That's been a thing since... Uh, Superman. Actually, before that too, uh, and it's never, never ended. I mean, we look at what happened with Justice League here recently, like that, that whole thing. To be honest, but, though, if you had like three weird beings living in your water tower that you're constantly trying to get out of there, it might be a little hard to keep track of what's going on at your studio. That too. is a good no. point. No, because if they were on top of things, they'd know all they needed was a hot nurse to take care of at least two of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, to stop them in their tracks. I mean, that worked for me too, but um, I did like. In when they're in the Wayne Manor at the party, Alfred just basically shadowing Bruce, shadowing Bruce, because he's just like putting things in but places Matthew's randomly. Guess the party is the guy that owns the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah why? What does he care? Right. Uh, it was funny also... though. They set up like the they set up like oh their relationship is more like Butler, uh, like owner or owner. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. But Butler oh, yeah. and employer kind of relationship. But then later on, they're like, no, he's like family. And I'm like, well, you didn't really get that from the first scene. Also, Vicki Vale goes to this party specifically to talk to Bruce Wayne. And she doesn't know what Bruce Wayne looks like. I think you would like maybe take it. Like he's a billionaire. Everyone no, no, you should know what he looks like. <laughs> I'll take it a step farther. Um, when they're looking at the, whether she's following him and he puts the roses down the alley. And she calls up Knox as like, hey, tell me about this this street corner. Like, what's going on here? The fact that she doesn't know anything about Bruce Wayne and the and the Wayne's murder makes sense. The fact that Knox doesn't, though, yeah, is a problem. Uh, how about when she's at dinner with Bruce and he asked her if she found the place okay when she was already there like two days before that? Yeah, so, I, ridiculous. <laughs> about that, because uh, Michael... Uh, Keaton, Keaton. Kane. Michael, <laughs> Michael, um, Michael Keaton was a comedian before he got the role of Batman. He added like that whole scene of him in the in them in the dining room and the long table was his part of his contribution of like, no, this would be this would actually be pretty funny if we had this. And that enjoy- that line was was added that he added onto it. I did enjoy that scene. That's another that's another part of the movie where I was like, okay, this is humorous. I, I understand that this scene was meant to be humorous, and I like yeah. that. But I was also reading that because Michael Keaton was had like the comedy background, he was trying to like add a bunch of stuff. And one of the things he suggested was the hanging upside down scene after they had after their night together. That scene bugged me so much. I'm like, sir, you did not get bit by a radioactive bat. You are you don't have like bat genetics flowing through you like say a Spider Man or something. Why are you hanging upside down? I mean that human? is a workout. Like that's a workout machine. Yeah, but, but he, he wasn't working out. He was like, like, beep, like that beep, they do with beep, their beep, wings. Beep. yeah. 
I was so confused. I was like, what is the point of this scene here? Also, the fact that, like, Vicky Vale is like, yeah, I'm here to, like, learn about Batman, this mass crusader who apparently has all the resources in the world to uh, do things. And then I'm going to go to this guy's house and he's hanging here like a bat and, like, he's being all shady and shifty. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just I feel mean, like it's a little heavy handed. <laughs> Yeah, they're not subtle about um, him hiding his identity, which is one thing with all of the this four movies. He doesn't hide the fact that he's Batman at all. He actually, multiple he times, he wants to tell. He is definitely the world's detective. Literally in Batman Forever, he screams out in a public, yes. crowded area that he is Batman. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, he, doesn't, he doesn't care about the the actual secret identity, and then you of get into so. he's got money. He's got he's got protection from the law and everything else. Who cares? We'll get into that in a second. Um, then he he you know in Dark Knight trilogy, he is always trying to hide it in the 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 Batman. I mean, the Batman. He doesn't care about his Bruce Wayne persona. He's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. But yeah. So, it... were, is this the first of like? Is this Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin? Are these all supposed to be canonically? Like, yes, one, two, three, four. Supposed Which to be, is yes. really funny okay. because uh, Harvey Dent turns from a uh, African American to a white dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is obviously more so for the director with Joel Schumacher, because Tim Burton even said like he loved the idea of having uh, Billy D. Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent because he knew when in the future uh, that he becomes Two Face, it was going to have a nice duology. Of black and Is that white like duality, duality. Nope, duality. That's the word now. Just like what was it? The the space catonic ray, whatever the hell we made up. <laughs> the, the hip, the hip, the ray. ray. There we go. I was editing that episode. <laughs> That's where it stuck in my mind. Um, yeah. So it, it, I would have loved to have seen Bill D as Two Face in a movie. Uh, we actually do get him one in um, one of like the Lego Batman movies mm-hmm. as Two Face, and also here within the last year, DC has released the Batman '89 miniseries, six issue miniseries comic uh, that takes place directly after. It's either after this one or after Returns. I can't remember which, but um, yeah, it has uh, Harvey Dent, Billy D in there, and he becomes Two Face in that series. It's pretty awesome. So see the, the Tommy uh, Lee Jones two face is actually the son of the original Harvey Dent. Um, we can say it. I mean, I mean not, isn't that right? what they did with uh, Nick Fury? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick Fury Jr. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. That was the story, which is weird. Cause he actually comes from the ultimates universe, but yeah, yes, he, he does. Went over. So it's weird. It but works. so the only constant the only like thing that is the same among these four is the is alfred no yes. alfred and commissioner gordon oh yeah oh, yeah that's gordon. right oh what's i mean his name, I like, wasn't pat, paying happy van winkle what's his name pat 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 uh pat uh, i just had it up to pat pat, Hatton? Winkle? pat Hatton? yeah hold on what pat something <laughs> patsy over here um patsy maybe i was a little confused too has batman been around for a while or is this literally like year one batman because the pat hingle is his name Sorry. Yes, Pat Hingle. Uh, so this is talking about like he just showed up on the scene. They don't ever actually say if it's Batman Year One, but you can kind of get the hints at it of him being Year One because yeah, mm. they they don't 
they don't talk about him like he's been here for operating for a while. The the villains, the goons, are all like knowing him as a uh, uh, like a ghost story, a myth. Um, and then by the end of it is when he gives them the he throughout the whole movie he was not being seen, and then at one point he's driving the Batmobile down the street like oh I think I who the heck's that weird car, and then at the end of it he gives them the uh, the bat signal. It's like oh if you ever need to contact me here you go. Yeah. Also, so the Batmobile has a shield mode, which makes sense for when he drops the bomb later in the movie. But why did he put the shield mode on when he's just like chilling the car there? Couldn't he just like lock it? (laughs) Well, he wasn't chilling the car. He 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 uh, he left the car. Yeah, because he ran out. Put shield mode on it. Well, because he had to register the car and he was afraid they were going to get the license plate and give him a ticket. I guess. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. This guy, he's this guy's like a pride boy over here. Um (laughs) So, I I don't know. I felt like do you, here's a question: it, The Batmobile changes every movie, right? Like this is a different Batmobile in this one than in Returns than in. Forever. I feel like Returns was the same, but it was um, like blown up or inoperable. Like so, we didn't see it as much. Mm-hmm. But yes, in Forever and Batman and Robin, they're two very different. I was gonna say I don't Batmobiles. remember the Batmobile looking like this, but I haven't really seen this movie as much as some of the other ones so that's why i was like maybe it's just the fact i haven't seen this one as much well and honestly i feel like it wasn't until late 90s early 2000s when it was like hey we want to change we have to sell toys so we have to change something up on this vehicle suit whatever to then sell a whole new product to the kids or Mm -hmm. to you know 40 something year old collectors Joey, you're only 30-something. Yeah, I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a little... Since this is going to be me being like, uh, the writing doesn't make sense to me one bit in this movie sometimes. How did did Joker, Jack Napier, get from the vat of chemicals to this weird back alley abortionist, I'm assuming is what he is. Um, How did he get there? And what did he look like before the surgery? (laughs) What happened was uh, Roger Rabbit came in and drew a flush Ah. thing on the side of the container. (laughs) And then when he pulled that lever, it flushed him out and Mm -hmm. into the... uh... Yeah, it was Justice Doom. We'll go with that. Who came in and took him out, yeah. I I mean, Roger Rabbit is a uh, Warner Brothers, so that would work, right? I, I mean, guess they that are, would they work. are in the same. Uh... <laughs> Te- yeah. Te- technically, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, Roger Rabbit is the uh, Howard the Duck for the DC universe, <laughs> especially. <laughs> yes, that... dude, I'd be all on board if Roger Rabbit started showing up in DC comics. <laughs> like, come on. God, no, he hasn't. Nope. Nope. Okay. I I just don't get how he got like it is drowning odd. in a vat of chemicals and no one else is around. I, I'm assuming maybe Bob pulled him out and like took him but we never get that scene so it just seems super weird and unless of course he did he jumped out and like fell into whatever river or out in some sewage pipe and I mean, washed and Gotham up into Gotham. the same thing river and a sewage close pipe. enough yeah it is close um, enough. but yeah he he ends up in the the out, outskirts drudges i don't know the the surgery that was being that done to him um the, those tools didn't match what got done mm-hmm. like I, was it like a giant hacksaw or something like yeah. what's that gonna they were like torture devices not yeah medical almost <laughs> yeah i thought that was super weird i also thought they missed an opportunity to be like 
the girl that he was in that he liked that was like with Grim Grimace. What's his name? Not Grimace. <laughs> that sounds close enough. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yep. The the girl like her name should have just been Harley. It's like a slight reference. But like, Harley, Harley wasn't, wasn't created yet. Exist yet. Oh, she that's didn't, right. She, she didn't exist in '96. Mm, you're so right. So, there we go. They should have went back in time. Yeah, we did movie. it. <laughs> Named um, well, funny enough, this movie was supposed to have Robin in it, mm. um, and Kiefer Sutherland was was uh, tapped to be Robin in this movie. Kiefer Sutherland. In 1989, yes. Yeah, I mean, what is that? Like, right after Stand By Me, pretty much? When Stand yeah, By close me? to it. Stand yeah. By Me was like 83 or 84. Yeah. So was... it's pretty close to it. I could see him in that role around that era. Um, the thing is, though, he... Something happened, scripts changed, and the role, like, Robin got written out to then be just, like, a cameo appearance of Dick Grayson, and then that whole scene got cut from the movie anyway well that's because mm. they wanted it to be pg-13 they couldn't have a dick cameo mm, yeah no 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 dicks just references to long lenses and, and large i mean penises. there was <laughs> there, there was artistic boobs and pictures so but those, those aren't, aren't real boobs. Boobs. Nipples. you're allowed to have drawn nipple juice oh my bad yeah those sure. aren't real boobs okay <laughs> i said artistic uh so i got another question here for you do you know when Joker is like talking to all the mob bosses at the table, mm -hmm. one of them is a completely hairless person, eyebrows, everything like, is that supposed to be Zaz or was Zaz not created at this point either? Uh, I think I don't, it's not supposed to be Zaz. I think these are all just supposed to be mob bosses, mob bosses from, uh, around Gotham. So not like actual name people, like none of them are like Carmine or correct. Any of that. Correct. Just well, we did have cooked people. Tony. Cook Tony. Oh, and yes, uh, Zaz didn't get uh, his first appearance was in 1992, so okay. he wasn't created either. So I want to imagine that the birth of Zaz in the comics, someone was watching this movie and said, that bald dude with no eyebrows, <laughs> that's a look I'm going Makes for. I'm, we want to keep that, and we're going to mark him up by him cutting himself. Yes, I like that. Let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> they use the same theory when they made Black Mask, too. That's the problem, yeah. 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 <laughs> um... Oh, what was I going to say? I can't, can't remember now. Does anyone else know of a museum that has a restaurant in it? I was thinking that myself. <laughs> it was odd. Oh, but that's, that's actually what I was going to bring up. Uh, so Joker is, you know, he goes through the museum and he, well, his henchmen are all defacing all of the art. Um, uh, Jack Nixon himself had a real problem with that. Like, he actually was an art enthusiast. enthusiast. So... And you could tell when he when they have the one scene where he writes Joker was here, it was just a hand and glove. Like you don't actually see him writing it. So there's that. And uh, then when Bob was gonna get, go cut that one picture that he stops, I believe that one. What they say? Uh, that one's like something. Some big art painting thing. It's in the trivia. I don't feel like looking up. Um, but. That one makes appearance somewhere. Like it's still in a museum somewhere. So, yeah, uh, me and my artistic history. The fact that Jack Nicholson is an art enthusiast just makes me like him less uh, than <laughs> I did before. So, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, no problem. <laughs> so, speaking of liking people, um, who is everybody's favorite character in this, and why was it Alfred or Knox? Mm. 
Alfred was amazing. Alfred's always amazing. Yeah, I Alfred actually really, is tops. Alfred's great, but I really did like Knox too. I thought he. <laughs> I was like, this guy is fun. I want to just watch a movie he, of him. He was going a, around I don't real person. I don't know if you guys know this. When so he right there in the beginning, he is getting made fun of by everybody else in the bullpen, uh, and then he gets handed a picture of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually a picture drawn by Bob Kane. Uh, it has actually got and that that person was supposed to be Bob Kane handing it to him. But uh, I, I believe Bob Kane had like a, a sickness or he, he couldn't do the shoot, but he did already have the drawing in 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 set. So they so used that. Still. I mean, it would have been wait when. Does, yeah. Yeah. It would have been Stan Lee because at this time, Stan Lee was already uh, started Bob. doing. Yeah. The Incredible Hawk. Trial of the Incredible Hawk. No, wait. Trial was 90. Fuck, I don't know. I don't keep these things written down. Yeah, you do. It's in your book. No, I mean I keep the dates written down. Unless oh, you it's don't. Like, unless it's like you know, uh, Batman sixty six, Batman eighty nine. You know. So you do keep same... dates written down. Okay, no, this is also eighty nine. So oh, I have a whole blank page in here. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought was interesting about the Batmobile too is that someone thought of a, an instance where the Batmobile would need to take a sharp turn, and instead of just giving it good maneuverability, they're like. <laughs> Set a grappling hook to the side and shoot that out. It worked. It never I, once lost a wheel either. I mean, I did appreciate the fact that they they know just how unbelievably not aerodynamic or well built that thing was to actually drive down any type of street. That they were like, all right, we can't turn it. Well, so how would Batman do this? Grappling hook. Clearly a grappling it hook. It makes sense. For, for Batman, it makes sense. And what really is interesting is people make Batmobile, like, similar vehicles to this, street legal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how? Like, the, how? They're like a semi-truck. They have to go, like, four lanes over to make a left turn. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> Not wrong. But speaking yeah. of the Batmobile, when they created it, like, so this is, like, they, they took parts off of multiple different vehicles to kind of you know, piece this together and make make the Batmobile. Is part of did, the Rolls Royce? Did they, or did they no, give it power. to a fifth grade class to make it out of paper mache? <laughs> it was. Actually, I thought really that was the Batman and Robin. They did that it, with it paper mache. It was actually a float for a high school flying for, uh, parade, but you know, that's what either Because this thing is just like a, I, it's a tank, and I don't mean that in any nice conceivable way. I can make that. Come it's across. not the. Uh, it's not the. Oh, what's the Batman Batmobile in? Um, Batman Begins. The, the tumbler. tumbler. Tumbler, yeah. It's not the Tumbler. Right, but it's built like a Tumbler. It's sort of. thick. It's a th- with three Cs. It's thick. <laughs> it's a thick boy. Um, but when they were building it, they realized they didn't put a door on it. So they had to come up with the hatch, like, last minute. And because of Michael Keaton's height, uh, when he's sitting in the Batmobile with the cowl on, the ears kept getting stuck, so they had to have a shorter ears on his cowl whenever he's in the Batmobile. So not only he has, he's got his everyday cowl, he's got his driving cowl. Yep. Yep. Got- exactly. Well, could, could you imagine how embarrassing it'd be to be Batman and you see the top slide shut? You're like, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it would have been funnier if they just had two little holes cut out where the cowl was sticking like, <laughs> out. Of- <laughs> that would have been amazing. Why is he even driving? He has a freaking plane. Wasn't that way easier to get around? Especially if you're always like on rooftops. <laughs> Why aren't you just taking the plane? But sometimes you gotta be down on the street level so you clout. can. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Bi- it makes the bitches horny. <laughs> well, Chicks so, dig the car. Is it? Isn't Batman's? <laughs> isn't Batman's whole thing is like he knows he's outgunned, he knows he's outnumbered, he has to like legitimately just terrify everybody, and he he has this tank, this car that is indestructible, layers of just cardboard. Uh, you know, people would genuinely <laughs> fear him. I, I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Have you ever tried to shoot through twenty-five cardboard boxes, man? It's hard to do. You can't get to the. You can't get to the it. It's like Kevlar. Just put all the boxes there. Oh man, um, the the mayor. Let's talk about the mayor and just the how corrupt the or how stupid the uh, government is here. Uh, the mayor is all adamant about having this two hundredth party, two hundredth anniversary of Gotham, even though like you know Joker is terrorizing. Gotham and it starts. Um, oh yeah, we'll get into the we'll get into the products in a second. Well, this, this yeah, felt very much like Jaws to me, right? It's like we need Same this thing. to happen. Yeah, there's a problem. This will bring back the economy. Yeah, no, it mm-hmm. won't. Um, he's just he's dumb. He's he's an idiot. Also, there was a scene when all of um, Grisham's men go to I guess the courthouse, and they're coming out and they're getting interviewed by the by the press and Joker comes up and like sh- kills a guy in front of two cops. And they don't do anything. That's of course. Then that was the most realistic part of the movie. Yeah, that was. Yep. Yes. Uh, and then of course they all get, everybody gets shot by henchmen. Other cops. But, um, oh no, <laughs> man. <laughs> They've all got thought... guns. <laughs> here's, here's something I have a problem with like a lot of, a lot of Batman movies, but it's specifically like this run of Batman movies is Gotham is in such a bubble, right? We have this situation where, hey, here's this crazy man who's releasing gas over Gotham that's killing everyone. Wouldn't the nation as a whole be a little bit concerned about that and maybe send in the National Guard to shut it down before it so goes outside of Gotham? Ah, actually, <laughs> I, was in, I was in Maryland when all that craziness <laughs> happened in Baltimore when uh, they, like, what was that? How many years back when they had like the SWAT teams out and everything? I was actually there during Wow. That. And it was kind of crazy seeing like a military state. But like if we're doing that much for some people protesting, like I feel like the Joker <laughs> should definitely have a response. Well, see, that's the thing though. That was dealing with people protesting, okay? You ah. can't have people protesting because they got to do it. You tell them to when you tell them to. Is now, this subliminal? Like Joker? Joker's <laughs> white? Is this subliminal? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it. (laughs) Can't say you're wrong. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another thing that really bugged me was, and it it really plays a big part into, I guess, Batman's history, uh, is halfway through the movie, hour into the movie, when Joker is in Vicky's apartment and he's got the gun pulled on on Bruce. And he's like, you know, he, he says, have you ever danced in the pale moonlight or whatever the fuck the line is? Um, Dance with the Devil and Pale Moonlight. There you go. Whatever. I got there. Give me, give me a break. Um, but he's like, I say that to all my prey. But he didn't say it to Grisham in the beginning. He didn't say it to Eckhart when he shot him, or any other time. Those, those weren't prey. Those were just games of chance. He was actually hunting uh, Bruce. Mm. Sounds like a lot of history going uh, on over here. uh, Can we talk about how a cake pan stopped a bullet, though? It's totally believable. Yep, because he had the body armor underneath still. 
Yeah, that was. But they don't give that away. That cake pan is original. That's Victorian era. They made them really well back then. It was, it was lead. Never mind. It was lead. What was yeah, I thinking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Superman uh, couldn't even have seen through that. <laughs> how do I? I'm wondering how you guys feel. How do you feel about this Batman just being cool with killing people? Do you guys like the whole Batman doesn't kill thing? Are you guys like more just like yeah, let Batman kill people? Like, so problem with it. Look, I'll, actually, I'll Bruce go last. Wayne's How a you rich person that doesn't really give there it money is. out to the people. There so, it is. I mean, he's already killing people, you know, secondhand when he could be, you know, like all these bums that are just beating up people and, you know, stealing and shooting parents to, you know, for a couple bucks. I mean, he could have been like, hey, dude, you know, here's a couple hundred bucks. Why don't you go, uh, like, get yourself a place to live, something to eat, you know? I can give you a job over here at these, like, 5,000 places that I own. But no, he's like, what if I spend all my money to dress up like a big fucking bat and beat the shit out of people? <laughs> it's like I'm reading my Instagram DMs from Ron right now. It's a lot <laughs> um, I've never... The fun thing is I can separate the comics from the shows, from the movies, all that stuff. Um, I've never had a problem with him killing. It was everybody well, like, was like, oh, that, Batman doesn't kill. Whole, yeah, isn't that his whole character? Is in like, the comics. Yeah, but isn't like, that supposed to, that is inherently a Batman thing. That's what separates him from being all the other bad guys. Is that but, he okay, doesn't so, kill. He'll break every bone in your body. And if you, it's like the Bible. If you strike <laughs> a man and he dies there instantly, you are to blame. But if you strike him and he dies with like the like 24 hours later, you are Guilt Still the blame. Statute of no statute no. of limitations. Statute They're of very short for hours. Okay, but you're so, watching so, like, life and then die. you die a day later. He holds nothing. He holds no, no guilt. Okay, so, but okay, so let's Have go you ever seen that, the with that logic Batman thing though, where he's like, yes, I don't kill. Just, they go to sleep. They They're just sleeping. Just really tired. That, that bomb just put them all. exhausting. Um, but okay, so by that logic, like Iron Man, he doesn't kill in the comics. He kills everybody in the fucking movies. Like, and he felt remorse for it. No, he didn't. That's why he has a drinking problem. <laughs> mm. No, he has a drinking problem in the comics because he doesn't kill the guys and they keep coming back. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's the problem. Is it? I thought that Batman in the comics, like originally, just like he just had a gun. Like, he was just oh, running yeah, around no, with a gun. The, <laughs> in the old, like, 1940s Batman comics, he killed all the time. Yeah. All the time. He threw, he threw people off roofs constantly. And it was wasn't until like that was gravity. <laughs> well, you know, typical typical Look. rich white guy blaming blame to other people. Yeah, <laughs> the gun didn't gravity. kill you. The bullet killed yep, you. Yep, yep. Uh -huh. I got to blame here. Okay. Hey, look, this jury of my peers that I pay will agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of paying, um, so Joker decides that he's going to basically pit himself against Batman saying, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to take off the mask. I will give all these people money. Um, and that's, you know, it's a climax of the movie where he, he has his parade and he's throwing all the, these dollar bills out to everybody. Uh, apparently in the trivia, and I kind of wish they would have kept this scene in all of those dollar bills had a picture of his face on it and it not George Washington. Yeah, I would have tied in. Yeah, because like, he literally says jokes. in there. Yeah, he, that's what he says. He wants his face, his face on a dollar bill. Um, yeah. It they took it out, and I don't know why, um, because they have that, and you can't kind of see it right there when he starts talking. One of the bills like lands on his hat, 
and you could kind of see his face on it. It's really quick, but um, the scene that they were described in here in the IMDb was, I think, some people like pick it up and they focus in on it, but apparently they don't care because you know it's money in their eyes, even though it's all fake. I guess they're so, golf, so, and they all know offense. <laughs> you're not wrong. What you're telling us is to see this scene with the dollar bill that has Joker's face on. We we need to use the same slowdown technology we all used for Basic Instinct when we were young. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Let me dust off that v, that VCR. <laughs> no, see now. Do you uh, guys remember the old DVD players where it had the zoom feature? Oh, <laughs> I don't, but I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good anywhere. It was really crazy. It just made it blurry, but like, yep. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it censored it for us. I see. Okay. Uh, let's. The, I, okay, so sport. another another scene when Batman is fighting, um, all the all the goons when he got uh Vicky away and up on the roof. She's taking camera. She's taking pictures of everything, and the flashes are kind of coinciding with him punching. Uh, and I just can imagine this kind of goes back to the campiness of it all, the pow and the bamf, like when he hits, it's just kind of, kind of, kind of went with it. Um, now, I, I, I when like you were that. Watching this scene, did you notice that the flashes weren't always coming from the same side of the roof, though? Oh, they were. Also, the fact that they went up like five stories, and apparently she's only two stories up when she's taking the pictures. But whatever. Also. Batman, Batman's a fuckboy in this movie. Can we just, like, he he lures a wonderfully nice... I think you nice... get rid of the in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, he lures a perfectly nice Kim Bassinger into his house, gets her drunk, sleeps with her, then makes lies about why they can't hang out afterwards, and then he backhand, makes backhanded compliments about her weight. Like, this dude. <laughs> just Batman like... made the backhanded comment, not Bruce Wayne. That, okay, but so both of them are fuckboys. boys. Is what two you're different. Talking. He gets to put on the cowl and he can just be misogynistic and and, and just you know shit all over women. Yeah, yeah. nobody nobody, nobody cares what I put on this mask. No, right. No, no one cares about an underage child. <laughs> that that way, when when she's crying because she's had her feelings hurt from Batman, he can swoop in and as Bruce Wayne and just be like, "Listen, I heard what he said." What a piece of shit. I'm actually really a great guy. I also actually, have a ton of money. Do I, that's kind of what happened to Batman Forever, though. Do I need to put love triangle? Do, do I need to put love triangle in on this with themselves? No, because she wasn't in love with Batman. She was in love with Bruce Wayne. Right. That doesn't come for two more movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She would have taken Oh, man, that's a long time Batman. not to come. So, uh... <laughs> to both your comments, no. <laughs> I'll have fun re-listening to that when I go edit it. Uh... Um, I don't really have. Oh no! Okay, my last, uh, my last little note here I got is during the parade, Vicky steals Knox's car and then ends up running over him. Um, just thought that was kind of fun. Did anyone else think? I, I don't know the Knox character. I just I, I like the Knox character. He's I'm a great character. Leave it that. He doesn't I, show up again until the, the Supergirl Christ on Life and the Earth crossover. Oh, does he show up again? I was going to say, I'm bummed that he doesn't show up in any other movies, but then I'm like, I don't remember if he does, so I'm just going to stop he there. Doesn't. He doesn't okay. show up in any more movies. Uh, CW did their Christ on Life and the Earth last uh, 1920, that season, um, and he makes a quick cameo appearance in that from this universe. Same if actor. There were, 
same actor. They were pulling all of the movies, TV shows together to make one universe. I, I that watched that crossover because I remember they had like uh, it was supposed to be a big deal. Smallville. Yep. Smallville. Uh, Superman Returns. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I had definitely stopped watching any of those shows long before that happened. I watched Here's all the, the way until Arrow ended, and then that's when I kind of gave up on everything. Same. Um, you could actually just watch those five episodes, those that five episode crossover, and be almost fulfilled. The ending kind of sucked. I think. I think. I know. I thought the ending kind of sucked. Oh, so you're saying, saying that the whole rest of the Warner seasons Brothers don't give program was so surprised. Yeah, right. I thought for I, a second. I thought we were watching a sci-fi movie. Oh, sci-fi uh, channel movie. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe you can't watch it anymore because doesn't Ezra Miller make an appearance in it? Yep. And, uh, but uh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that. is that the reference from Elite Eight Showdown that I read every time because I keep forgetting to delete it off? The my thing notes? about uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so that is. That's that whole thing. My I, my neighbor ha- works for WB. He got me a hoodie for the Flash movie, and then all this stuff keeps happening. And it's probably not going to get released now. <laughs> like no, it's, it's going to get released. So it's I feel like the hoodie's worth more money now. The stuff Maybe. that is happening to him is getting worse. It's a VF. It's a VFX crew hoodie. Like it's a legit thing. So yeah, no, Ezra Miller. He they are having some issues. But then at the same time, a lot of stuff is being, like, reported. It's being reported, and then what is getting unreported is all of the people coming out and saying, oh, that true, that story actually isn't true. So all we're seeing is the bad. We're not seeing the redacted stuff. Uh, Even that, though, it's still not good. No, it's yeah, still not good. Sorry. I'm not, like, giving them a pass. Yeah, but, there's, some, there's some stuff there. <laughs> yeah, it's still not good. I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to have more people just watch this movie now, though, I think, <laughs> just <laughs> to see probably. what the deal is. If it ever gets out. Um, all right, so it's, it's coming out. Don't worry. Maybe. Um, I mean, according, well, for it. A, according to um, my neighbor, he'll be done doing the VFX for it in November. So it's coming out next year. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, guy, you guys have anything else? Uh, Chuck, you got anything? Yeah, okay, so on a scale of uh, one to five uh, billionaire playboys, where do you rank this particular actor whose name is now Escape My Brain again? Keaton. Keaton as Bruce, as Batman, as a person who can drive a Batmobile. Interesting. Um, one to five billionaire fuckboys. Uh... Oh, you said Playboy. Sorry, I said Playboys, but sure. Oh, my bad. Oh, Same I just thing. thought we we just changed words no, for my friends. I'm trying to keep it clean for you. I'm trying to keep it clean Why? for you. Is this Why? a clean show? No, it's not. No, I'm on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how did I rate it? Bruce Wayne is a. He's definitely. A I fuck think boy. he actually might be uh, uh, the lower end of the fuckboy spectrum in this one. Yeah, you yeah, think so? I feel like he's not a great Bruce Wayne. I agree. But you also compare it to Val Kilmer, which was a better Bruce Wayne. I think Val Kilmer was a slightly better Bruce Wayne, but I also think like Christian Bale was a better Bruce Wayne. Correct. But that was a whole different... Like, I even think... I'll go say it. I think Ben Affleck is a better Bruce Bruce Wayne than this. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I think Ben Affleck's a good Bruce Wayne because he's supposed to be Bruce Wayne in his later years. Yeah. Yes. So that works. If um, they... If they legitimately do a Batman Beyond, do you want Costner to come back or would you want Keaton, old man Costner. Affleck? 
Well, Keaton There's is coming back. Yes, he did. <laughs> Keaton is going to be in the Flash movie. So he's coming, and he's going to be in the Batgirl movie. So he's coming back to potentially be Batman again. Um, and with the potential. There is making the Batgirl movie, yeah. It looks, I mean, the Who, uh, Brandon Fraser. Oh, fuck, what's her name? Leslie something. Odom Jr. No. Um, <laughs> no. Girl. Here we go. 2022 Bat- film. Uh, it is Leslie Grace. Wait, so Batgirl, they're making a movie even though they have the TV show and they're separated? Like, they're still doing the whole That's thing? That's Batwoman, oh, and okay. that has already been canceled. So, uh, <laughs> yep. What do you know? Uh, but no, Brandon Fraser is going to be in it as Firefly. So I am looking forward to seeing that movie. But yeah, Keaton's coming back. He's going to be basically the mentor f- for Batgirl, I guess. Um, yeah, I agree. He's probably he's definitely in the lower end of of your question that you asked us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I put him around. I put him around to two and a half billionaire playboys. I think he's a, a three. Um, and ability to drive the Batmobile, probably a three. The, this one particular Batmobile, I can give him a four. If he were to drive, say, like, Forever Batmobile or Robin Batmobile, maybe not so much. Those are a little more flimsy. I feel like the aerodynamics on those would be off, like a little wavy kind of a thing. They're just constantly hydroplaning. All I remember from Batman and Robin is when he flies over like off of one of the gargoyles on the roof and you see those wings just like flapping in and out i'm like how the fuck is that even possible like why but you know i, know. I always i always get it wrong i always say the line uh was sub-zero now plane zero thinking that's batman and robin and I realize that's actually uh, the Running Man. <laughs> where Arnold says wow. that. I've always, anytime someone brings up Batman and Robin, I'm always like, "Was Sub Zero now Plain Zero?" But they're like, "Yeah, that's that's not that." But I'm Wrong still gonna one. do it. I'm still just like Costner. I'm still gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mine's uh, not on purpose. It's just my brain. <laughs> where there just was like, one, Fuck you, dude. I just have a bad memory. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just dyslexic. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got any more? Anything else they want to want to talk about? I'll I'll end it here with the fact that after completing this movie, Tim Burton said, "I like parts of it, but the whole movie is mainly boring to me." <laughs> so yeah. I did fall asleep three times. Yeah, I agree with Tim Burton. I'm like, there's a lot of just boring stuff. I'm, in this movie. Uh, I'm not gonna like what this setting is. It? <laughs> I'm not. Okay, so my last little bit of the IMD trivia, which I I, I feel like. That's where you're pulling most of your stuff, Jordan. And I feel uh-huh. like you also didn't go through all 372 trivias. This isn't my show. I'm not doing that much work. <laughs> sure. You, you hey, went through a ton for Barbarella. You went through a lot. You never do any work. Barbarella so. actually intrigued me. This movie didn't really intrigue me that much. That's fair. I don't um, know if Barbarella that intrigued me. I, think I, was gonna, I barely watched I wasn't movie. there. But that's the thing. I don't ask you guys to do the work. <laughs> I just ask you guys to watch the movie and come on. So, Which you're right, lucky but, I, I even finished it because I started watching like whatever day you messaged me, I was like, oh hell yeah, I'll watch this, get it, get notes down, everything. I got maybe 20 minutes into it, and I was like, no, I'll finish this another time. And then remembered about an hour and a half ago that we were recording and decided I'd probably <laughs> finish watching this. And then he so. watched it at two and a half speed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the last little bit that I found intriguing on uh, IMDb, uh, Sylvester Stallone 
has cited this film as what led to the decline of muscle-bound action stars from the 1980s and a change in how action films were made. In an interview, he said, It was the beginning of a new era. The visuals took over. The special effects became more important than the single person. I wish I had thought of Velcro muscles myself. I didn't have to go to the gym all those years. All those hours wedded in the iron game, as we call it. So, basically, Sylvester Stallone is saying that because of this movie, this is why we have as, many, as much like padded suits. nerds get to fight, too. They're, I'm mad. 30, year, 30 years later, he's eating his words when Chris Hemworth comes on the scene. But, like, but yeah, right. But at the same time, like, I really enjoyed, like, The Expendables. The Expendables was a great movie with a bunch of 70s, 80s action heroes. It you was just amazing. and 80-year-old action heroes? That too. Works on both <laughs> levels. I think the it's... 80s were a good time for action movies, but I, I enjoy choreography a little bit more than, than uh, the fanfare around, like, glistening muscle guys. But I will always get psyched every time. Was it Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger just clap hands and Predator? So, I mean, really come cool. on. All right, Ron, go ahead and give us our bingo. Uh, dead parents, sexual innuendo, uh, identity reveal uh, to a love interest, unexplainable science, hero kills, and I probably missed some. Like I said, I kept falling asleep, so I wasn't writing things down after a little bit. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, there was product placement. They had the flashback. Do we have flashbacks on there? Yeah. Wait, origin okay. flashback? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. In the, yeah. Because of Dead Parents. So, yeah, we definitely got a bingo. Okay. So, um, this was supposed to be marketed towards, like, teens and adults or kids? Because, like, I remember, I know that there was a ton of, like, product placement or, like, uh, like branding when this movie came out. But maybe that's also why I struggled with, like, trying to understand what it was, like, what its feel was supposed to be because I everyone. kind of took this as like a more of like it was supposed to be a kids movie. I don't 100% know. Um, I've heard both, but I mean, 89, I was six. So I don't, I, I did not see this in theaters. I didn't see this until VHS in like the early nineties. Same. So I think a lot of like the sexual content was innuendo. I think a lot of the violence was non-gore. So I think this could easily have passed for like a kids movie and been right. branded to that. I think when they got into returns and things were a little bit more in your face and morbid and stuff, that's when they probably started being like, "Well, I don't know if this is actually for kids or not." I think not true. My mom took me to Batman Returns when I was probably uh, three or four. But I think and... they did it because of this movie. Like they thought it was going to be more like this movie and didn't realize it was going to be way darker than this movie. True. I was very terrified of Danny DeVito, and we had to leave. Um, that's fair. Well, I have a, I have a friend who was terrified of the Joker, and he watched this. Um, they went to a drive-in to see this, and he hid under the seat the entire time. Yeah, fair. But also, as like, there's a child. As a child, he was younger. <laughs> I mean, he's still kind of creepy in this, in like a more like cleaned up Joker way, because we're so used to like, I know for like us now, like Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. scarred, unwashed, chaos Joker, is very much like the aesthetic that we just all know and love and and have accepted as this is what Joker looks like to us now. But like actual cleaned up Joker, um, the three comedians or whatever you want to call them, um, like version. This is like that was what he was Nicholson was trying to portray actually. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
Never mind, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, but to play off the whole like, is this supposed to be more of like an adult ish or a kid? I say that, and I just remembered that the Batman has toy line out for it for little kids, and that the intro to well, that movie is absolutely terrifying and should not be seen by children. So li- you say little kids, I refer back to my comment of four year old buying it for. Yeah, but they have like they have like Batman Lego that's like a junior that's based off the Batman movie, and it's like that was I would not have been okay taking my kid to watching the Riddler duct tape somebody's face and then smashing their face in. They did the same thing that's with fair. like Alien and stuff back in the day, though. They always promote these things to kids, and then they leave it up to the parents to decide whether they can see it or not. So well, see, also true, though, my mom took me to kids... Starship Troopers when I was a child, yeah. and I should not have gone to that. No, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yep. Even then, some of the kids don't even see the movies. They just see the toys, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. I've heard people talk about this, so I'm going to get the toys for that. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and do our kill count now. Um, I didn't keep track, so I had to go online. And somebody said <laughs> there were 78 kills. Um, 52 of them being from Joker. Oh, uh, that makes sense. 24 of them being from Batman, although they're counting one of them where... The guy, like, there at the end of the movie, the guy jumped at Batman and he just fell down, mm. like, missed him completely and, like, fell behind him down the tower. If the Batman that was, was a real Batman hero, kill. he would have saved him. This also talks about the same guy who, two minutes later, like, threw grabbed the guy power. by his head with his feet and threw him down the, the tower. So, and then we have uh, one that was killed by cops and then one that was just already dead. So, 78 kills. Yay. What's the average for like know. for, for your, every your movie? Oh, this is definitely <laughs> our highest we've done. This is our <laughs> highest kill count um, so far. So yeah, far. but compared to like other every other movie in the world, like oh right, no, it's ever been made. I mean, that? Star Wars killed the whole planet. So Bridge of Terabithia. That's one kill, that though. There was a planet. No, that's one no, kill. No, it's everybody on the planet. No, that's one kill. No, it's Joe, not that's one kill. No. Hey, when Legola shot the elephant, it only counted as one kill. Right, that, that's that's one elephant. Yeah, but it fell on top of a whole bunch of guys, and there's people and it on it. Counters. And Gimli says that only counts as one. Yeah, if but you that's blow that's up a dwarf planet, math. It counts as one kill. <laughs> that's dwarf math. We can't go by dwarf <laughs> math here. Come on. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and go through our ratings. Um, I feel like I'm going to be crying at the end of this, but let's go ahead and start with Chuck. Out of ten, what do you give this? And you can you okay. can give decimal points too. Okay, so I'm gonna be nice because no, no. I think I was I think I was too harsh when I did 66, and you guys were like offended by it, and or I was I too remember. generous, and you guys were too mean. I don't really remember. It's been a long time. That was a lot of concussions ago. I'm gonna That's say fair. I'm gonna be nice and put it at a 4.92. Okay. The the can the campiness of the fights did kind of save it for me a little bit, <laughs> but even then it was like I, I I didn't know what this movie was supposed to be. I still don't know what this movie was actually supposed to be. I'm not really sure I even understood the plot of it. I'm not actually even sure I actually watched it. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's how I felt walking away from this. Like did I actually retain any of this? No, because I was bored and I didn't all want falling to be asleep bored. during it. So we're if in the middle all... of dreams. <laughs> if I had this is as bad as Craig or falling asleep to parrots. Yeah, which he still hey. has never finished. 
If I had never watched this movie before this, and this was the time that I watched it, I fell asleep three times last night watching this. Had to try to rewind it to remember where I was at, but luckily I'd seen it before, so I could piece together the parts that were missing from, you know, like... So I can feel what Chuck's saying on that one. Because it was so definitely this is what a I'll lot... Say. I, I wish I had seen this as a kid. Be, so I would have that nostalgia of being a kid and loving this movie growing up, like I do for Batman Forever. Batman Forever is not a good movie. I just watched it recently because I think I have to go on a different podcast and review that, but now I'm not going to. And well, you can come was... back in like four months and come come on. Okay, house. cool. Because I did you, did you watch it for our show I... and then we change it to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least you get invited on that. <laughs> hey, we'll get you on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah just... that's what Chuck said. <laughs> that's true, and then I canceled the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll get. I'll do anything to not bring Joe Gennaro on. You know, what I, mean? uh-huh. I don't like that. <laughs> Um, Cancel the whole damn show for it. He did, literally. But, like, I went back and watched Batman Forever. It's not good. I still don't actually know the plot, although I understand it a little bit better. But the nostalgic of me as a kid remembering how much I absolutely loved and adored that movie ranks it higher for me. I wish I had seen this as a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you for Batman Forever and Batman Robin. I saw both of those in theaters when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So... That immediately, when we get to those, I mean, this one is going to have some nostalgia for me as well. But when we get to those two, the nostalgia is already going to have it at, at like a six. So yeah. it's going to be taking up or down depending on how it plays out when we watch it. Uh, Jordan, what do you give this? I give it a three. Um, this is probably one of my least favorite Batman movies, to be honest, uh, just because I get really bored with it. I remember the first time watching it, I didn't like it. Now, I'm going to attribute to it because I never really watched, I never really got into comic book stuff until later mm-hmm. in life. So my first introduction was the whole Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan trilogy into okay. Batman. Then after all that, like I think after Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, I went back and watched these four and I kind of view it as like with Star Wars, right? Like this is like a new hope. It's like, okay, I get it. This is where like it started, but like meh there's a few good scenes but you get kind of bored with it then there's returns which is like empire strikes back where you're like oh this has really got dark with it like okay cool mm-hmm. then there's batman forever and return of the jedi which are two of my favorite in the series i love batman forever just because of the pure like campiness of it craziness of it and then batman and robin i'm gonna say is like the ewoks television show um <laughs> <laughs> you have to bring the ewoks in huh just doesn't really make any sense but you yeah. know i'm still gonna watch it no so for this one this is like Batman and Robin and Batman 9089 uh, are probably the two I just never really even think to ever really rewatch. Um, okay. So I'm going to give it a three just because I, I get I get it. This started off like the modern era of Batman stuff, but I just get bored with it so much every time I've watched it. Okay, that's fair. Ron, what you got? All right. So, uh, you know, I mean, this had nostalgic bonuses for me. Uh, but the fact that I fell asleep to it three times also definitely took apart, you know, took away from it. And I, as a kid, I loved this movie. As an adult, I'm like, kids are dumb. <laughs> I mean, like, we yeah. like things for no reason other than the fact that it was like, you know, flash, bang, boom, you know. Although I do remember liking Kim Basinger a lot more as a kid than I did as an adult also. She seemed a lot hotter when I was a kid. I don't know why, but... I'll- also, I'll give you that. I had the same feeling watching this one. Because, like, I was like, wait, wasn't there supposed to be a really hot chick in this? And I was like, oh, it's... Well, I think I may also be confusing it with uh, Nicole Kidman from Forever. So... But, see, even then, I, I don't know if I actually find Nicole Kidman as hot as I did when I was a kid anymore. What? Like, <laughs> when I was a kid, Nicole Kidman was hot. 
Now I look back at Nicole Kidman and I'm like, I mean, she's not bad looking, but I think I watched Eyes Wide Shut with her and Cruz, and I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? That kinda, was really kind of changed my opinion on it. <laughs> but um, having said all of that, um, it also does have some really great one-liners in it. Um, you know, like the uh, "This Town Needs an Enema" and um, like, you know, where does he get all those fancy toys or whatever? Because those were humorous <laughs> to me even now. Uh, but overall, it was just kind of mm, a four point five. Oh man, my childhood is hurting. Tell us how much it's hurting, Joe. <laughs> uh, it's hurting a lot, actually. So, I I love this movie. It's in the ranking of Batman movies. It's definitely like on the, the like lower half for me, but it's still nostalgic. Like just right there alone, nostalgic alone is, is what's. Giving, giving me the higher rating. Uh, and that rating is a 7.5. Hey, you're, you're breaking up again. I'm pretty sure you said 11.5 and that's over our rating system. Uh, right before you actually were going to give us your rating is where you started chopping out. Okay. Am I still choppy? No? Okay? Uh, You're back to normal choppy now. Bad. Understandable choppy. I'm hoping it doesn't translate to when I download this. Cause, when, uh, when we record and it does this, normally it doesn't. But normally I can also make out what you're saying. So. Oh, that was a lot of your time. I can't even buy shit. No, no, no. Like, like, I, I, I listen for it because usually it's just like one or two words. And I just figure it's a, a lapse, but this time it was like enough to where I couldn't understand what you were saying. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and us that rating out again there, could you? <laughs> I was having a problem with this the other night when I was trying to record with uh, a friend. And the fact that it's not Okay. Oh. Um, how, how am I sounding that one? Sounding okay? No? Yeah. Fuck. All right. Um. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a 7.5. Um, nostalgia. I get out is, of the depths. <laughs> well, no. That's just, nostalgia alone is what uh, saved it for me. Um, you know, CGI doesn't work so well on parts, but it's. It, I loved this as a kid. You know, that's just that's what it is for me. So, with a combined rating, that gives us a. 4.98 which puts it at number 24 on our rating on our, on our uh, review list it is just behind the death of the incredible hawk and just above heavy metal 2000 that seems accurate huh. i mean not a terrible slot to be in mm -mm. No, I just God, wish it was higher. I just wish it was a little higher. Like, yeah, just break that, break that teen mold. Like, get into the, the teen somewhere. It's not going to stay. I know that, but... Sorry, I was really dragging down the curb over here. <laughs> no, all three of you are. What are you talking about? Um... Hey, look, look. Actually, Chuck was almost dead on, all right? Yeah. He was literally point Whatever. zero six away. He's Whatever. the Kevin Costner of this episode. <laughs> 
Fair enough. I'll accept that, yeah. <laughs> he he kept it from being uh, from sub-zero to actual zero. <laughs> yeah, yep. there you go. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for coming on. Thank both Chuck and uh, Jordan here for, for popping on this episode. Uh, Chuck, go ahead and let me know where they can find you on the internet if uh, you want them to find you on the internet. Oh, man. Uh, listen, I leave clues everywhere. They're blue. You can find them. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Instagram or TikTok at Kicked Out of the Hood, but there's no E in Kicked. So it's K-I-C-K-D, Out of the Hood. Uh, I have a podcast for uh, or and or there is a death of a podcast that has happened called Elite Eight Showdown. You can go find that or go just check out everything else. If you like D&D live plays, if you like, uh, I think that's all they do over there anymore. Um, if you like D&D live, and, uh, Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer Wolfurp 4th Edition. Uh, that's been ingrained into my brain. I'll never Whenever you guys say that, I'm like, what the fuck are they trying to say? And then I was like, oh, it's Warhammer 4th Edition. Warhammer right? Fantasy Battles. Wolfurp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Wolfurp 4th Edition. Um, if you like live actual plays, uh, go check them out. Uh, Lost Omens Podcast, Grim Podcast, Paralysis Adventures. Um, just head over to uh, professionalcasual.com. You can check out all their shows over there. Uh, it's actually a great group of people. You've had Tim on here before. Um, mm-hmm. He was my co-host. Uh, he's dead to me now. So <laughs> That contract wait, is done. How long, I was, exactly. wait, when, when did the contract actually stop? Was it for the duration of the show or was it an indefinite? Oh, no, it's indefinite. No, I, he's uh, – listen, I – the contract was going to end regardless. I didn't really feel like renewing it. So I was just like, you're dead to me. It just works out a lot better. Wait, the the best part. So there's nothing I love more than long running shtick. That's only super funny to me. Uh, he legitimately didn't think I was going to show up to his birthday party because I had for the longest time kept saying, I'm not coming to your birthday party. Your birthday is in January, not June, which was a joke that we started on the show. <laughs> and I showed up yesterday and I thought he was going to cry. He's like, I really didn't think you were going to come. I don't understand you sometimes. And then you dropped <laughs> so, off your mom and left. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know? <laughs> I ate a piece of pizza and just walked out. You know what I uh, mean? <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Jordan, where they can where they, can they find you? Uh, wreck my podcast on everything. Podcast apps, uh, Instagram, uh, the Google machine, all that. We do uh, 12th edition Nanu Nanu playthroughs. So, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, we just cover. Thank old, you, Mork. Yeah, we just cover old uh, material like uh, TV shows and movies, sometimes new material, all that. But we'll be going on a hiatus here, too. But we'll be back. So just wreck my podcast on everything. Ron, you want to? I I feel like I never ask you, and then you call me out. So, have I ever called you out on that? All the time. All right, look, this is important. If you guys want to find me, uh, don't. I'll find you because I know where you are. There we go. Uh, you guys can find this show, Comic Book Rundown, on Twitter at Comic Rundown, on Instagram at Comic Book Rundown, uh, and you can email us at comicbookrundown at gmail dot com. Rate and review us over on. Apple Podcast or whatever your podcasting <laughs> app of choice. I'm saying this out of order, so I'm already forgetting what I'm trying to say. Um, if you do review us, let us know. Take a screenshot, send it to us, DM us. Uh, we'll read it on the upcoming episode. People don't like us, so they don't ever actually rate and review us anymore. Tracks. Yeah. No, hey, look, yep. people have to watch us to want to rate and review us, okay? Mm, fair. Uh, we have merch over on Redbubble and Public. And our song was done by Cam from Wreck My Podcast and One Half of the Sex Turtles. So, that being said, our next movie we're covering uh, will be Comparian. Oh, man, I gotta watch that. <laughs> That's me. Oh, oh man. shit, I have watched that too, actually, come to think of it. Sweet. I'm right. good. <laughs> You're good. 
So, you all right, still guys. still watch it so you know what we're talking about. Oh, okay, yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can listen along with it while I'm watching, yeah. There you go. All right, thanks again, guys, for coming on, and we will catch you all next time. <laughs>